know what it is another episode of dad hats and bow ties it's the motherfucking kid xab oh uh, you okay sir i'm great my nigga <laughs> yo this shit man distinguished to god <laughs> get this shit going do you have an all man moment mm-hmm. so um i think it was uh it was sunday morning and i'm getting ready to go to the app to get a haircut shout out to my man miracle and I get the haircut, and I'm leaving the barbershop. Now, the, around, around this time, I'm rethinking decisions that happened the night before. I was with the kid XAB celebrating a beautiful friend's birthday. Shout out to Suave Luciano. Happy birthday, my nigga. Okay. Suave had an amazing party in Brooklyn. It was fucking fire out of this world. The, the women were all tens and fucking better. It was insane. Anyways, so I was, like, slowly recovering from that because definitely had a crazy hangover. And... I leave the barbershop. I forgot where I parked my car. I was walking around the park for 20 minutes. I did not know where the car was parked. I was like, fuck. I, I'm really 20 fucked minutes up. is crazy. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm really fucked up right now. I'm like, the sun is hot. I had water. I got a nice haircut. So I'm looking like a brand new born baby fresh out the vagina. And I don't know where the car is. So I'm walking around rethinking the decisions I made for the night before. Like, probably had too much Henny. Um, I definitely smoked a lot of weed Pro- this week. Probably. <laughs> Nigga said probably. <laughs> no, nigga. Definitively. <laughs> nigga. What the fuck is you talking about? Oh, man. Yeah, basically, basically had a lot of Henny. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> a lot of Henny? <laughs> nigga, you had too much Henny. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry had a lot of Henny. But, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> you gonna keep saying a well, lot. <laughs> had a. Uh, just. Just made a lot of decisions I was, like, rethinking because I was like, where the car at? Like, did somebody take it? Like, I'm getting a little paranoid now. Finally find the car. As I'm walking to find the car, a homeless man walks up to me. He's like, yo, bro, what's up? I'm like, what, what's up, bro? Like, the way he was, like, I was like, I'm, I wasn't, like, fully awake yet. I'm still trying to get over this hangover. He's like, yo, I'm hungry, bro. I was like, yo, I, 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 I literally, I didn't need, I don't, God, I don't know why I said this. He's like, yo, I'm hungry, bro. I said, I'm hungry, too, bro. <laughs> can't believe I even said that shit. That shit was crazy. I don't think that's the proper thing to tell a homeless person. That, yo, that goes crazy. That's bananas. <laughs> Jesus <That's> Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? How you tell a homeless nigga you hungry too? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you hear the words that are coming yeah, out of your bro, mouth? It was, <laughs> it was wild, bro. I was like, yo, whoa, why did I just say that? 
That should go crazy, dog. Oh my god. Emotional, damn it. <laughs> like, yo, so I tell him that shit and he's like, yo, bro, like, I'm really hungry. Now. I said, I'm actually, I'm trying to get something to eat right now. He's like, yo, can you just give me some, uh, can you just get me breakfast? And I'm like, come on, man. All right, so I'm trying to hurry up, get him food so I can get in the car so I can go to the gym. We go to Golden Crust. Now, this is the part of the story that just gets real fucking crazy. He's like, yo, I'm going to get two things. I'm like, all right, cool. Get your two things. When he starts to tell the lady to put food inside of the pan, he tells the lady to put all type of shit in the pan. So I'm looking at him. You know the nigga was like, oh, this is my opportunity to get so, that oxtail. Right. So as a, I'm looking at him, put the food in, and he's like, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. After his third thing, I wanted to say something, and then he went to the fifth item. <laughs> I said, yo, is this nigga on crack? Because what the fuck are you doing, sir? No. <laughs> You're doing too much. Exactly. And I'm looking at this nigga like, bro, I am not a motherfucking... Are you pimping me out, sir? So we get to the register. He's like, yo, you got to pay for the food. I'm like, nigga, I know. I <laughs> We're the reason you're homeless, right, nigga. You don't. I, I know I got. I'm, nigga, I'm your sponsor. You don't have it right now, dogs. And don't tell me what the fuck you know what I'm supposed to do. I know I got to go to the register. I get to the register. The lady, like, $17.94. I'm like, what the fuck, nigga? What? <laughs> 17 what? What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck did he get? Because I didn't even eat no breakfast yet, and this nigga shit seventeen ninety four. Nigga got oxtail. I'm bro, telling you, he got the large bro, oxtail. Bro, I gave her a twenty dollar bill. I said, keep the check. It's locked, sir. I I said, uh, I gave a twenty dollar bill. I said, <laughs> yo, what's up? <laughs> it was dad had to vote time. So. I give I, I give I give the fucking uh twenty dollars to the to the lady, and he does not look at me now. I'm like, have a good day. And he's like, yeah. I wanted to snatch the motherfucking oh, food nah. so bad from the nigga. I I was like, yo, if I snatch this motherfucker, boy, I'm gonna lay you out in this fucking golden crust, nigga. You're gonna have a golden crusted day. So I leave and. I get back in the car, find that I go to the gym. That's my all, oh, man. That shit blew my boy. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, normally I get a little on edge and don't feel right after your, your homeless people <laughs> stories. But I think we're on the same page with this one. That would have got me upset. Um, I mean, where do you want me to start with my all, oh, man? I mean, yeah. there's multiple ways. <laughs> you can go. Cause I know where I know where it's going. It's going to a very bad place. It's not going to a good place. God. So damn. last weekend I'm doing that. Weekend recap. I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm broke by the way. Swab, I love you, nigga. I ain't got. Oh it. yeah, I spent way too much money this weekend. I'm broke. Absolutely, way too much money. Um, that establishment was trying to get you in every. Corner nigga said gratuity, nigga. All of the gratuity. Nigga said, Oh, yo, let's let me refill your, your cranberry juice for you. Yeah, nah, that's gonna be ten dollars. Nigga, wh- huh? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yo, refills was free. Yo, let me let me refill your hookah. Nigga, nigga refilled the hookah, smoked our hookah, and it's twenty dollars. 
$20 was wild. I was like, for the refill? Nigga. Bro, the spot we about to hit, $25 is a whole hookah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. So they was doing a lot. But the place was was dope. I would go there again. Maybe maybe not get bottles from them. But um, place was dope. Weekend was dope. We get into the, the weekend recap in a second. Um, However, we drive to the spot. You know what I mean? Chilling. Doing our thing. We wildin'. Like I said, we're going to get to the weekend recap. So I'm not going to give too much of what we did in the party until... I finished this all man moment. So we do what we do in there. We was dumb boys in there, right? And my homegirl, well, our homegirl pulls up. And as the party is ending, she's like, yo, can you take me home? All right, cool. No problem. You're the homegirl. It's late. We're not going to have you, you know, busting and training it. So we get to the car. Shit says left tire don't got no air in it. I'm like, huh? That's got to be wrong. Try to pull off. So I'm like, the fuck is that? So get out the car. There's not just there isn't any air in the tire. The shit is flat. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got this this gift that my mom got me for for Christmas, and um, you can inflate your tires, all that. So. Put the air back in. I'm just like, yeah, that's weird. But the humidity been all up and down the last couple of days. So I'm like, that could probably play a part. Sometimes that happens. You know, if it gets really, really hot and it gets really, really cold, then, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes that fucks with the, t- the air in your tires and all that. So I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe that's, that's what happened. We drop her home. This nigga, I don't know if he remembers the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of it. We drop her home, and as we driving, the light comes back on. I so now I didn't even know the light came back on. You might want to talk to the mic, sir. I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't even know the light came back on. I was like, ah, right, he, he fixed it. All right, cool. So the light came back on, and I'm like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the gas station so that I could use their, like, industrial pump Cause maybe my joint only put a certain amount of air in there, and it was like at the threshold, and like I need to put the air, air, air in that shit. <laughs> so we driving. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, would Would you like me to divulge that part of the story? Oh no, nah, you could. It's that. It's that happens both times. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is content. It's never happened before, but it's it's content. At this nigga's big age, <laughs> right? Grown age. So I'm driving. <laughs> About to go to the gas station <laughs> to get air put in this tire. And I look to my right and I see danger. That's all I see is danger. Like, I look to my right. This nigga slumped. So at first, I'm like, all right, he, he going to be, he cooked out, he done for the night. But then I saw danger. And this nigga did like a little, a little shimmy. And all I heard was, mm. I said, nigga. Do you have to throw up? <laughs> and the next thing I know, the nigga is throwing up. He don't answer me. He don't use no words. The nigga just is out the window throwing up. Now, I saw the body language. I seen how the body was contorted. 
and I saw how to. I knew all that throw wasn't going anywhere but on my car. <laughs> it wasn't going into the street. It wasn't going far enough that it wasn't touching nothing. It was all just going on the car. So then, oh, man, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> fuck. So I'm looking at him. I can tell by the body language. This nigga's not done throwing up. <laughs> this is only the beginning. That was act one of the oh, renaissance. Joe, Beyonce. Joe, Shout out to Beyonce. You won't break my soul. <laughs> so as I'm about oh, to shit. go and pull over, there's two fire trucks in my way. <laughs> they are slanted because I guess they was trying to put out a fire. So danger. They, it's just so a lot of danger. Everywhere. I can't go nowhere. So I'm now it's a ticking time bomb. This nigga's gonna throw up again. <laughs> but do will I have enough time? Nigga said a ticking time bomb. They just they trying to save a family. <laughs> will I have enough time to get to pull over before it happens? It was like the nick of time type shit. They moved, they got out the way. Yo. I pull over. This nigga opened the door and looked like he about to spill out into the street. I'm telling this nigga, I'm like, yo, watch the door. Niggas is, niggas is coming. There's a car coming. You might get hit, dog. The thumb go splat them off. Then niggas just unloaded the clip. For like five to 15 minutes, we just sitting there. So I'm like, all right, he good now. So I get to the crib. I get a plastic bag. Oh, fuck. I get a paper bag. Yeah. And then I get some change for the for the air pump. I didn't even know you went home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I nigga. came back, give you the bag. I definitely saw the bag. And probably didn't know what the fuck was going I on. I didn't know what was happening. I said, we went somewhere else? No, so I was like. This nigga picked up shit? I was like, yo, bro, in case you have to throw up again, here's a bag. <laughs> And I, you didn't say nothing because so I, I was like, All right. I was incoherent. I didn't know you get. I didn't even know you gave me a bag. I saw the bag. I didn't know where it came from. And I was already, I was tight because I saw the throw up inside the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, all right, right. this nigga threw up inside the car. All right. right. Cool. And meanwhile, the window was open. I tried to <laughs> free willy that shit. Out. It wasn't working. Like violation is in the car. Damn. So all right, cool, whatever. Get to the air pump. Damn. Apparently, the pump machine was still was still on when I put my first quarter in. Fuck. So it didn't recognize when I put the rest in. So I go to the window yeah. and I'm like, yo, sir, the, the machine not working. <laughs> or it's not. I put five in and it's not giving me air. And he's like, no, you didn't. Nigga, don't make me come. Don't make me come through this fucking glass. <laughs> nigga, I put five quarters in this bitch. It's not working. Yo. So the nigga gives me another quarter. And is like, maybe if you put another one in, it'll work. Cool. Put the quarter in. It starts to work. Cool. Put the air in the tire. I think the tire is good. I'm like, I right, bet we should be fine. If anything, this tire will go out again in the morning time. And if it does, then that means I got to figure out what's up with the tire. Right. <clears throat> Start driving on the highway to, to drop you home. Right. Fuck your tire. Go back out. But I'm like, all right. So clearly there's something wrong with this tire. I'm going to figure this shit out in the morning. Now, mind you, I had to go to Jersey. Um, the next day, so I was already like, "All right, this is this is a lot happening." Yeah. So, cool. Drop you home. Head back, and of course, because it's throw up all over my car, I'm not leaving that shit there. I gotta get the car detailed. So, go to get it detailed. The nigga gets in the car. Now, the detail's supposed to be seventy dollars. Damn, I know where this is going. Nigga gets in the car. He's like, "Hey, is that throw up?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, nigga." Right, that's why I'm here, nigga. Yeah, 
And he's like, oh, nah, it's going to be extra now. Nigga, what? So you mean to tell me if I was like, nah, that was just food? Nigga, you, right. it, you'd be, it'd be fine? Like, nigga, what are you telling me? I said, yo, there's no sign that says that. He's like, it's going to be extra, so you either going to pay it or not. I'm like, all right, my nigga. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let my ego get in, in, in front of me right now because I ain't like the way the nigga was talking to me. I'm going to be right. honest. Um, so I'm like, yo, all right, just do what you got to do. Like, cause I don't, I'm not going to be driving around. I'm not going to let this shit sit and settle in the car right. and the car smell right. like throw it for whatever. Right. Do what you got to do. So get the detail, fix the tie the next day. Um, and then as I'm coming home from Jersey, my fucking brake light goes out. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck is going? Someone put Juju on the car. There's no way that all this shit is happening within the span of the same time frame. All in the same time frame, my nigga. That is insane. Who put Juju on my car? Like, just come forward. If I did something to you, you know what I mean? We need to have a conversation. Let me know. Because I don't know how all the fuck this shit happens in the span of 48 hours. But it did. Um, So I just changed that before I end up coming to the show. Uh, Luckily, I changed that light before, so I remembered how to do it and all that. But, um, yeah, it's been a busy weekend. Yeah, again... um I apologize for vomiting in the whip. Um, that's that's definitely something that I've never done before in your car. Um, I definitely know the the feeling of when women vomit in the whip. It's not a good feeling. I dated a girl for four and a half years, and in that four and a half years, she vomited in my car three of those years. <clears throat> like, every other year, she vomited. It was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm talking about I had multiple cars at that point in time. Um, so, yeah, I understand the pain. I've definitely had customers vomit in the car when I was doing Uber. I definitely understand when you still want to go out and make some money and you can't because you got to get it detailed. And if you don't get it detailed right then and there, yo, that not only the stench takes a minute, but that shit building up. Yeah, it's disgusting. That ain't it. Yeah. So uh, I apologize, sir. Um, next time I'll, I'll tell you to pull over sooner. Yeah. No, next time you did detailing the shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Um. But the weekend itself, I think, was a was a good weekend in terms of suave. Yeah, I can't say too much because there's other stuff that I'm definitely leaving for the Patreon because it's just a lot. Yeah, I'll just focus on Suave's birthday. <laughs> and one of the things that I saw, again, happy birthday, Suave, if, you, if you hear this episode. Luciano. Um, one thing about Suave that I don't know many people know about is not only is he, like, a lot of people... See Suave and they intimidated or they are enamored, one of the two, either because, you know, he's always designers out. He got Louis Gucci Nigga Prada. Had a Louis Pouch. I was like, what's that? Everything. So, you know, you see him. He's always with the celebrities. He DJs for all the celebrity parties and all those things. So a lot of people, I remember one time I was like, yo, I could get Suave to come do your party. And they was like, Ugh, how much is he going to cost? And I'm like, that's the homie. So let me know and we can see we can figure it out. But like. The thing about Suave is Suave is not only just known for that. Suave is known for having a great, great, great heart. Like a lot of the people that were there weren't there to just be around celebrity culture, if you will. They were there because Suave has genuinely looked out for them at some point in time Mm -hmm. um, in a positive way, whether it was... A favor, whether it was just being a genuine person, looking out. Like, a lot of people there were telling me stories about how Suave, 
they love Suave because he's a genuinely nice person. A lot of the birthday posts that I've seen had mentioned that as well. So I love that because when I met Suave, it was the same thing. Like Suave, I'll never forget. Suave didn't know me from a hole in the wall. I didn't know Suave. We ended up doing, I want to say it was a charity event or something of that nature together. And it was just automatic respect. Like it wasn't no puffing out the chest. It wasn't no, oh, I'm swaggy because I did this and I'm swaggy because I did that. It was, yo, you did your thing. It was like, nah, you did your thing type of shit. And we built a bond from there. So it's good to see and hear all these stories about, that man being positive all around or, or so many people having positive things to say about him. So once again, shout out to the suave. Um, we're going to get him back on the episode and uh, talk some shit. Facts. I took one wild ass photo with suave. I'm just waiting to post it. I didn't even realize that he was in that photo. I was with, <clears throat> with another dude <clears throat> that me and X hasn't seen in mad long. Shout out to Dr. Uh, uh, Romulus. He's a, uh, amazing, um, Dude, he's doing some amazing work out here. He's a pharmacist, and he has an amazing story to tell. Any patient, stop, I say to all the Zoes. Um, so it was great running into him. I haven't seen that man since the creative mind days. It's like so many different memories popped up when I seen that brother. And me, him, and Suave took a photo, and that photo looks insane. So uh, shout out to you. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, let's do some house cleaning before we start the show. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. All good things come to an end. As we go on. This will be the last episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. That is being recorded on a Monday. That's a big fat. A lot of y'all like would like almost on edge just now. We got to do a little cliffhanger, make it a little dramatic. Yeah, so <laughs> the boy is starting school this week. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, And so... We've been trying to figure some shit out with the schedule, and what we will be doing is we'll be recording on Sundays. Okay. Dropping on Mondays. Okay. That's recording on Sundays and dropping on Mondays. So if All you right. got used to it dropping on Tuesdays. Time to fix your schedule. We gonna, You know what I mean? We're going to see how this looks and how it feels for Monday. And if anything, we'll record on Sunday and drop on Tuesdays. But we try to do right the day after. Um, because the news cycle kind of gets crazy and certain news, news gets real crazy. If yeah. it was up to us, we would be recording every fucking day. But you yeah. know, life is life. Yeah, the new yeah the news cycle <laughs> gets a little vicious. So we end up recording, and if we let a day go by, some shit gonna happen, and it's gonna look like our shit is outdated. Right. Um. But yeah, so look out for that. Uh, that change is gonna start most likely next, next week. week. Yeah, most likely. Um. So hopefully, my schedule is on point this week, and I pray. Yeah, and if anything, we're going to keep you updated. Last week, we didn't record because this man had a cold, and I was like, I will be damned if I'm starting school with a motherfucking cold. <laughs> so I will be damned if I'm starting with swine flu. Not happening, not doing it. And, um, I, and I didn't have shit, by the way. I did. So I spoke to a nurse. She said, you probably got like a, um, like, you know, that flu. She was like, you know, just drink water and, you know, try to rest. So that's That's what I was doing. I don't even know what that means. You had something. Yeah, I definitely had something because I, I was fucked up. I was fucked up. For the first thing I did, because everybody, well, not everybody, but <laughs> uh, shout out to Rosa. She was like, you should go and you should get a COVID test. And I was like, I think I'm negative. She's like, you should still go and get it. So I took two COVID tests and then came back negative. 
both the rapid and the, the other one. And I was like, all right, well, don't got that, so we're ruling that out. So what the fuck I got? She's like, well, you got something. Well, don't know what I got. And I kept drinking water. I was taking Sudafed. I was taking Claritin. I was drinking tea. I was working out. I was sweating it out. I had body aches. Um, I had headaches. And then, like, uh, I want to say maybe, like, four or five days after that, I was feeling better. Feeling much better. Yeah, you had a cold, bro. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we're back to the regularly scheduled program. We here. And uh, let's start the show. <laughs> Erica Banks decided that it was going to be a wise idea to go to a high school and twerk with a bunch of adolescent boys circling her, uh, dancing as well. Um, she's catching a lot of heat for that. Now, how do you feel? I saw the video and honestly, like speaking, this going to sound crazy. She innocent. These kids be watching videos of that more than they watching like that happen to them in real life. Like those boys from like people that's probably even older than her. We, I think people are upset because it's actually like, you know, a, a quote unquote celebrity, like an up and coming celebrity who's, you know, gaining, uh, gaining a lot of steam for her music and stuff. And she did this in front of boys. I didn't see her dubbing on the boys. I just saw her twerking. I, I totally disagree. I don't, I don't see her as innocent. Um, free her. I see. I just think that the mindset in the so Naomi had mentioned that like the school should be at fault, and as I was thinking about it, at first I was like, "Yeah, I understand why you would say that," but as I'm thinking about it over the last couple of days, I'm like, "Actually, nah, I don't really fault the school." I don't fault the school because the schools are trying to engage the young people. So, of course, they're going to try and get the most popping artists that they can to make an appearance. It's up to the artists to know the audience that they're performing in front of. So, I think that the decision of doing that for in front of 16, 17, 18-year-olds, although they may see it, that's fine. That we all know that teenagers are bumping into things on the internet, whatever the case is. But as an artist, I think it shows your mentality or your lack thereof um, when you think that that's appropriate. Erica Banks um, was doing what she probably was going to do if it wasn't no little boys. It probably, it probably would have been, what if it was little girls? Probably would have did the same shit. I don't think she should do it for either one of them. <clears throat> I mean, you're a 20-something-year-old woman, 26, somewhere around there, twerking in front of 17-year-olds. Like, I feel the same way if this was, we seen the wedding videos where people wilding out and mad niggas got something to say when it's a couple that we know is getting married, but they doing a little too much. The nigga yeah, is touching seen, her pussy. Definitely seen couples wilding. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, sometimes there there is a threshold of too much for the wrong audience. Like, it's one thing if we all do a, fr- a, a boys trip and we all bring our girls 
and we're playing some wild ass game or something like that. Like around your close, intimate friends, you might think that's appropriate. Some people still would be like, ah, I'm not trying to see or, or do all that. But I can understand that versus, you know, you in front of high school kids, whether you think they seen this shit or, or not, whether they're fans of yours and have seen your videos with your nipples and titties and all these different things out, you're still in a school setting. So I think that that's just, that's just something that, to me, again, it just goes back to where the state of artistry is and music is where people are not, they're not developed. Artist development is not happening. And they're not in a space where I think they're actually thinking about the, their future or they're thinking about a PR. Because Beyonce would never, I, I don't even know if Meg would do that shit. No, nah, I don't think Meg would do that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, good luck to Erica. <laughs> she be out. She she should be all right. She be all right. Now Diddy over bad boy this and bad boy that over the the week Mm-mm. actually. Wow. I was gonna say weekend, but it was during the week. Um, he sparked that conversation. Is R and B dead? Yeah, he did, and then I saw a, a Twitter reply. You know, I think the shade room they, you know, they they be bigging up whoever be saying the most wildest shit. And a and a, and a girl wrote, "You killed R and B with all those fucking contracts in the nineteen nineties." And I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck." Do you think that was a, a fair comment? Uh, partially, yeah, and I'm and, and that's more on the business end. That's not even that's nothing to do with the still a lot of great music that got produced from faulty ass contracts from Diddy. And uh, among other people that probably was giving out the same faulty ass contracts, if not worse, the still the music was still being you know pumped out. The music was still good. Maybe the artist wasn't seeing a lot of the money come from the music in the nineties because a lot of them wasn't. But God damn, <laughs> fuck! Oh uh, yo, all all I'm thinking about is fucking uh, bad boy and fucking um, not murder Inc. Um, well. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's murder. Holla, holla. I'm, I'm really thinking about Death Row Records because mm. Tupac didn't see Mad Bread. Yeah, that we we know that from just the movies and shit that we know in the music. He didn't see Mad Bread. But yeah, I think Diddy partially killed R&B from doing those deals with tons of these artists. You guys know we are and you're hip hop enthusiasts, so I'm just gonna run down a list. You know, Diddy had Total. Mm. Diddy. Did he had Danity Kane? Did he had Day Twenty Six? You know, did he had Craig Mack? R.P. Craig Mack. Did he have Mace? Did he have Sean? Um, did he had uh, Biggie, one of the biggest artists from that label? You know, um, did he had a, a lot of uh, other names that are not coming to me now, but those are some of the top names. Did he had fucking uh, New Edition? Did he had One Twelve? Did he yo? Did he had a lot of R and B stakeholders? Now mm. that now that we talking about R and B, did he had a lot of fucking groups? That produced a lot of fucking music. Even the affiliates that fuck with Bad Boy. Diddy was Diddy was doing shit with Mary J. Blige. Diddy was doing shit with um fucking uh uh who uh uh J Lo. You know what I mean? Bad boy was on top of the fucking world. The fact. Diddy fucked up a lot of them uh, 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 uh a lot of RB situations, which pro- if the deals were better, we probably would have even had more music. We probably would have had more artists. Come to think about it, so, I, see, I see that perspective. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Diddy killed R and B. I think <clears throat> if we having a full conversation about it, I think Diddy probably, like you said, played his part. Mm-hmm. Bad boy, um, bad boy in general. Yeah, 
And what I mean by that is we've all played a part. Mm. Uh oh. And I spoke about this on online, but we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it here. Um, we've and this is not just R and B because R and B. So if if you really want to talk about it, R and B sold its soul in about I want to say 2014, 15. Uh, when R&B decided that it wanted to be rap R&B money shit So that's when R&B saw its first decline Or was was put on life support In my opinion Is when it decided it wanted to be rap And it wanted to try and keep up with the rappers Because at some point What used to be ballads What used to be slow songs mm-hmm. What used to be about love A lot of love Turned into singing like a, a trap nigga Like uh-huh. Talking about fucking bad bitches Damn Talking about the drugs that you, you take and, and calling it something else like, mm-hmm. And R&B And R&B dudes Using the word nigga more frequently I'm like what the fuck Using it more than rappers in some cases So I'm like I know you a nigga But nigga no So now you've seen You saw R&B sell its soul back then that was the first strike against R&B. And then you saw hip-hop culture sell its soul. And R&B had became hip-hop culture. So we pretty much packaged our music together, R&B and hip-hop. Now, yes, we are responsible for a lot of different genres outside of hip-hop and R&B. However, that is the main stake right now when you think about black culture. And... Unfortunately, I think we sold that whole shit off to white culture back in shit. I mean, it's been happening, but it's been at its peak once hip hop became the number one genre. Once it became the top capitalistic form of music that could be sold to any type of uh, group, whether it's the older heads or the younger heads, and once it became more accessible to people outside of a particular lifestyle and culture. Because if we talk about rap from its inception, as I mentioned online, it was about the struggle. It was about storytelling, not so much just about who you fucking, how big your dick is, or how big his dick is, how wet her pussy is, uh, how much money I got, what car you driving, is it a range, I'm about to pull up and fuck your bitch because I don't want to fuck my bitch. <laughs> like before it became all of that, it was about struggle. The struggle. It was about uh, enlightening what is happening in certain communities. Same thing with R and B. R and B. Marvin Gaye. Like we were talking about being in a certain type of predicament, and that's what made the music so compelling. But at some point in time, it went from that to microwavable commercial. Entities And that is where we are now We have a bunch of artists That aren't really even Singing about anything personal Or that actually affect their life They're singing whatever the most popular Catchphrase is on fucking TikTok Or on Instagram And turning them shits into songs And then trying to sell them off And then you got the label Who stopped doing artist development Stopped looking for actual music And started looking for trends And so now what we have is black music that is based off of trends. It's not really based off of lifestyle. Mm. It's based off of what is popping and what is hot at the moment in time. How can we turn the the next or the last trendy hashtag into a song and then make it so that niggas want to do 50,000 TikToks to it 
and we could sell it off and make money that way. It's no longer about, yo, distinguish. What is your life story? And you have this talent to be able to write your life story in a certain type of way that other people want to hear it. You have this talent to put it over a beat or put it in, in a musical format where the masses want to hear it. And because they want to hear it, we can now sell it. It's no longer that. So if we're talking about when did uh, R&B die, it died the same time hip hop died. And if you don't believe me, let me let me pull this up for you. And I've been saying this for the longest, but it's just nice to hear that the industry knows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I did say I think like, when we first was talking about this, like it's, it's you said over. it. It's over. What, what, what do you mean? No, 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 no. Please elaborate, bro. What do you mean, man? Seriously, like, and this is not just even just a rap thing, but like just like the cultures as we know it. Like a lot of it is done. Rap is done as we know it. The preservation of it. Again, now it's there's no gatekeeping. It's controlled by. 13-year-old white kids on fucking SoundCloud and TikTok. And big like, brands. Like, and big brands. It's done. That's that's the antithesis of what Damn. rap was supposed to be. Rap is done. So what is this new it's shit? It's done. We all wear the same clothes. We all dress alike. Like, it's... Just, Justice really over here. He's just opening the wound right now. I'm no, like, it's done. It's done. We gotta let, we gotta let it go. Is I it don't think it's too so. big to control now? Yeah, it's... Yes. This is, this is the moment where, where rock and roll died and something else had oh. to be birthed. This is the moment. It's done. I've had that thought, and I didn't let it take hold because it's scary as hell. But I, I, yeah. damn. Shout out to Justice and Jinx. We name, we name. Um, damn. but yeah, how many episodes I've been saying? Yeah, I was, just, is done. I, was, I was. I mean, when I heard this, I mean, I, I feel like I sent it to you. But when I heard this, I was like, "Yo, X been saying this shit for mad long, like years, like maybe for the last two years, he's been saying this." And when he said it. A part of me started to get emotional, but as I'm listening to it now, I'm like, there's about to be a crazy resurgence in other art forms now. It's going to be something new. Because I could tell you, I could tell you right now, one thing that is really starting to like really blow up crazy is poetry. On mo- When I say multiple platforms... You got the Christian community. You got this other community called Juan. Write about it now. And then you got all type of... Uh, so right now, there's a fucking Nat Turner slam happening. And I think Atlanta. And I was like, oh, it's getting crazy right now with poetry. Another art form that I see that's bubbling up like crazy, crazy. Because of all of you know everybody on um, TikTok and Instagram. Comedy. Comedy is getting ready to go to another. I see it happening and I'm like, okay, so if hip hop culture, when it comes to music, if that got to die, might not be a bad thing because something is coming after it. The stuff that was that was in the background that didn't have as much of a big ass stake or a big pull like hip hop does. I think comedy has always been up there we don't think about it that way because they're two different right two different mediums but you can't have a kevin hart unless comedy is seen as a as a mainstream 
art form. Th- th- this is true. However, I thousand percent agree with you in terms of poetry. Oh yeah, that's the sleeper right there. Oh, bro, that is. I'm seeing shit. I'm like, oh, that's about to get crazy. It's it's becoming more commercialized from yeah. us though. Or, yeah, from yeah, not yeah, yeah. not from a yeah. big company Cor- yeah, or entity. Yeah, yeah. Taking it over and yeah. turning it into whatever the fuck yeah. <laughs> capitalistic piece of shit that that ends up turning. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of us. It started from, damn, I can't remember that co- that poetry community, but something row. Strivers row. Strivers row. Uh-huh. Strivers row. It started from them. Yeah. Also with Urban Word at New Recomposed Cafe. But I'm starting to see, because there's a poetry event coming up, I think it's September, that I'm trying to go to. And... I'm doing it in a way where it's artistic. It's a big stage. It's a big audience. And they're out there making it entertaining. Yeah. Now, if that continues, we are going to see that shift. Yeah, you got, you, got, you, you got this shit called Poetry and Chill. You got this shit called um, Poetry Me Please. You got, um, there's a lot of them. And, you know, obviously I'm a poet. And I definitely know a lot of inside shit, too. We're going to leave a lot of that inside for the Patreon. But there's also a lot of people that are not poets, and they're putting these things together. So that has me a little like, "Mm, I don't know. And then there's people that have been pooling and putting their money together, and they've been building poetry companies. And it's not just... And when I say poetry, uh, I'm not just talking about performing artists. I'm talking about people that are doing poetry workshops, I'm talking about people that are doing um, Zoom like workshops. I'm talking about people that are doing poetry slams internationally via Zoom. I'm talking about people that are doing poetry open mics, people that are doing poetry series. And you guys know for the last 10 years, I've been giving you poetry slams. So, you know what I mean? So I say all that to say that things are like bubbling up crazy with poetry. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the next, that's going to be the next crazy wave. Like he said, it's the sleeper. And it's, it's about to wake a lot of y'all up, for real. So shout out to all the poets that's doing it and um, not allowing the big corporate. Oh, yeah, and then also my people in North Carolina who got this shit called Poetella, but you know, which is insane. Damn, we, we didn't crack the Da Vinci Code because you know, you know why this is happening. Why? Because hip-hop is dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hip hop, yeah, yeah, hip hop was the more entertaining form of yeah. poetry. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like when you walk into the room, and the nigga got on fifty chains, diamonds blinging, and you walk in with the white tee. You might be the nigga that actually is knowledgeable, actually can entertain a crowd, but uh, all the eyes went to this nigga because he got all the shiny, expensive shit on. That's what hip hop and poetry were. Yeah, poetry walked in next to hip hop. And everybody was looking at hip-hop. Correct. But since now, after y'all been sitting at the party for maybe one or two hours, niggas started to realize, oh, wait, his chain is fake. Oh, wait, them diamonds, they ain't real. Oh, he ain't really talking about nothing. But the nigga in the white tee, that nigga been spitting for the last two hours. We got to pay this nigga more attention than that nigga. We thought he was the nigga. But he ain't really bringing nothing to the table. That nigga over there is talking. That's what's happening. Yeah, your new favorite rapper is about to become your best favorite poet. And and but the thing is, that transition ain't one to one. Nah, it's easy for a poet to become a rapper. rapper. It's not easy it's for, for a, a rapper, rapper to, to become, become a, poet. a poet. That's I mean, like right now, you know, I'm I'm not gonna speak too much on it, but there's definitely people competing in my poetry slam that are rappers turned poets, 
And I don't really know how well they're going to do because there's some people that are real seasoned poets that's, that, that's going to be slamming. And I don't know how these rappers are going to rap their way through, like, these poets because these poets are not rappers. These poets are slam poets. Like, they done won events, nationals, and all that shit. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But what I will say is that the diamond chains and the gold grills are now being frowned upon. And when you go to these poetry events, some niggas might kill me for this, but you're going to see the girl that got all the crystals. Mm. I'm just, I'm just speaking. Mm. I'm speaking from what I know. Oh, he going to another level. You're going to see the dude that got on his unk chain. Um. Oh, they have a culture too. Oh yeah, that culture is insane too. Um. You you you're going to see the dude that has the wild ass hairstyle and the crazy ass eyes. The chick that don't believe in deodorant. The chick that don't believe in deodorant. And those communities have always been there. But the more and more I'm outside and I'm seeing, like right now, I'm I'm not going to say too much on it, but I have a friend that XAB and I both know actually used to deal with her once upon a time. And she told me straight up the other day, stop sending me this stuff on Instagram. I'm going through a spiritual journey right now with my poetry. That's not for me at this moment in time. She even changed her name. So I was like, oh, she dead ass. I got another friend. Same thing. Um, she's a poet as well. She told me straight up, if it's not purifying my soul, because I'm not even fucking right now, don't send this to me to sandwich. I love you, but stop sending me this. People are tapping in, dog. And what poetry does that hip-hop misses sometimes, poetry allows you to tap in. Poetry allows you to get to that spiritual place. Well, and that that's where the disconnect is yeah. now. Hip-hop of today is not allowing you to tap into oh, shit. No, 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 no. You're not tapping into nothing. Because... To speak like how these poets be speaking, how I be speaking sometimes. Because it's not allowing you to get to your higher self. And poetry, in a lot of ways, lets you know that hip-hop, you're operating from a carnal frame of mind. You're operating from a flesh frame of mind. You're operating on the lowest vibration, on the chakra scale. You're operating from here. And when it comes to poetry and shit like that, it's trying to get you to transcend your mind to elevate, to get to, you know, deeper parts of who you are. And that's why the shit be so deep sometimes. So you be thinking that they just wearing crystals and shit. Now, like, they be praying with these crystals. Like, these crystals be healing people. Like, they be, you know what I mean? All that sage and shit. Yeah, that shit is real. You know, when they start speaking different languages, different dialects, and these girls is not wearing slippers and they just straight barefoot and they talking about, you know, Ra and Mother Oshun. Like, all of that shit is real deep and spiritual. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that culture to be the predominant oh, culture, yeah, that's, but but that's, that, where, that's where it's headed, going. That's, that's where it's going. There's a lot. There, there's even a lot of dudes that I came up with that was doing poetry. These dudes is like master teachers now. It's teaching all type of classes. Some of them are teaching at universities poetry, and then some of them have literally built their own communities. Where one year I see my man, he got two thousand followers. My man got like twenty thousand followers. Like he's a poet. But he's heavy in his community. And he really outside. He really about that unk life. He really about his black sister. He really about his black queen. Like, he really about that. And he really about fighting a white supremacy. Like, they like they own that. Some of these poets is mad militant, too. Niggas as well. Nah, that, that is the next. We said it here on Dad Has Some Bow Ties. We are predictors. 
Distinguished makes an excellent point. Poetry is next up, 100%. That's it. I'm excited because I might need to stop being more on the raps and jump fully back into it. I might yeah, no, poet, the, way, <laughs> the way it's looking, the poetry format and art form, but as much as the culture oh, yeah. is about to be the next thing that people are going to look for and look to, and that is because the music, and I'm not saying this is permanent. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be a time when maybe hip-hop will have a resurgence, but only one person put out a real hip-hop project to me this that year. Was Kendrick Lamar. Clean. The... Kendrick found a way to blend the entertaining songs. And give you some real shit to think about. And then give you some shit to think about. To really think about, like, are you sure you living in your purpose? Let me give you some shit to really think about. Nothing else was hip-hop this year to me. Everything else was just whatever the fuck that was. Whatever the fucking microwave music is, just give me that. Clean. And then I'd say... R&B, R&B had more of what I consider R&B. Right, like, say what you want about Summer Walker. I consider that a good R&B project. Mm. Say what you want. Well, no one says anything bad about her. I consider hers project a good R&B project. I do feel like there, you could tell when the label influenced her to do a certain type of song. Mm. But the project overall was a good R&B project. Mariah the Scientist had a good R&B project. I got to tap in. I'm not really tapped in with her. Yeah, take a, take a listen to that. And then we got two that dropped this weekend. Yo, R&B money shit. First and foremost, shout out to my guy Tank. I do not believe this is your last album. And I do notice that there's a slight difference in direction that you went with both Elevation and R&B money. Elevation, I think I like that album more over R&B money, but I get why I liked it. And that brings us back to hip hop. Because a lot of fucking Elevation sounded like a hip hop album. And I'm like, you know what? I understand why I don't, I'm not as connected to R&B money because I haven't really been connected to R&B. I've been connected to the mm. sound of what R&B became as it infused more with hip hop. Oh, this nigga came to pot today. And like, it literally, like hip hop literally was like a fucking bubble and R&B was like the smaller bubble of, of its own thing. And then it just kind of like, it, it's almost as if hip hop, uh, so R&B and was like I'm gonna just make this acquisition easier for the both of us Big Bank took Little Bank Big Bank took Little And I'm gonna just take you It ain't gonna be a merger No it's, this is a full on acquisition I run your shit now You're still gonna have some of your You know principalities Some of your you know formats Some of the methods that But you're gonna be functioning In a different frequency In, in, in a fully operated hip hop frequency So we're gonna have the singers Still sing but sing rap and, you know, hence why we got the Chris Browns doing the sing raps, got the Jaw Queezers doing the sing raps. You even had Tank doing a lot of sing raps on um, Elevation. But specifically talking about R&B Money, I love how it opens up. R&B Money really gave me, like, how these artists was rocking in the early 90s. Like, I felt like I was listening to Tyree's Sweet Lady on one of them records. I felt like I was listening to fucking... Uh, uh, Mario when he first came out I was like yo it it, it like it was very it's a, it's a very slow album I think there's maybe only one or two songs that's a bit fast he has a song on there with um, Ro Timmy and um, he got a record on there with Chris Brown as well the majority of the records is slow as fuck though like it's like it, it is R&B you know what I mean like it, it's rhythm and blues um, 
But yeah, um, Tank's album drop, and I do know uh, Tank's album dropped as well. Yeah, oh. well, we get to that though. Oh, man. trying to speed through these topics. Gotta, <laughs> we gotta take our time. Yeah, be money. Let, let 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 the audience know what you talk about. Cause this song right here. Talk to him, Big Daddy. This nigga just called him Big Daddy. Fuck around and drown off this way. This go hard. It's the most ever made sounds. Girl, be here. This that large, real big dose. Also lay it down. You can't be. I want shits with the dip though. Ain't nothing short about the root. It's the long way. Playing on the undercard. This the main event. It's no limit shit, crazy. I'm playing, I'm playing a good portion of this shit. RB money don't flag us. Yo, matter of fact, I got you with this. I'm just like I love. Shout out to the RB money podcast. There's plenty of it. There's no limit. Nah, putting this on while fucking somebody's crazy. Yo, I, I, I gotta leave that for the picture. I was about to smoke up and crazy. If I fuck you to this song, you're having a baby. You're getting fucked. Yeah, you get, yeah, you're having a baby. Like, it's not, it ain't gonna be for play play. God damn. Alex Isley is. I don't know. I don't know. I see what Tank is doing with R&B though. So I'm bringing this shit back. Okay, Tank. Tell him the pussy. Yo, my favorite song on the album is Morning with Vito. Oh my God. Morning had me feeling like, yo, every time I go to a hotel now and fuck, I got to play this record. This is the record that we opening up the sex session to. The way that this shit comes on. You are now rocking with the best. Shout out to the boys. Jay Valentine and Tank. It's Vito, baby. R&B money shit. I'm a single individual right now. You ain't gonna find a chick out of this fancy fucking hotel in the morning. I gotta fuck you up against the wall to this. Yo, that line is crazy. Leg around my fucking leg. Damn. Yo. Both of them legs. That's what I need. I need you to think about that shit two days later. I've had that. I've had it. I mean, we all had it, but that's what I want every time. I want that every time, too. Morning breath like Hennessy and weed. Nigga said morning breath is like Hennessy and weed. Oh, my God. Cut America's meat. When you lay up with the cake up. When you lay up with the cake up. With the cake up. It's you wake up with a plate up in the morning. When you wake up with a plate up in the morning. That's one of our more powerful blacks. Waking up to the sun. Oh, this yeah, nigga beat him in the morning. He went crazy with his verse. Here we go. Price went up. Yesterday's price is not two days' price. Let's go. 
We don't need no new towels. We gonna be a while. No new towels, my nigga. I want you to spread. Yeah, don't come in here with that bullshit. Morning wood, do it good in the morning. La 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 lick, do it good. Got you. Not the la la la. I'm still off that. La 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 lick. Deeper and deeper. Tell me how you want it. Morning sex, the best sex. That's right. Like having breakfast to recess. Yo. Caught you by surprise, open wide, loving you. That's the way it's fucking supposed to be in the morning. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like. That nigga had me so inspired, and I was like, I'm not even an R&B singer, but I'm about to find me a, a fucking R&B coach. Nigga, I'm about to get in the booth uh, and tank. Now, I'm saying this right now because I know you You get I see what you're getting ready to go on an R&B money tour. I, I, I see the play. I've been seeing this play for like three years. I'm, I'm on that tour. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm on the tour. I'm going to be stalking the page like I've normally been doing. I've been normally reposting the boy, but I'm on that tour. If I'm not on that tour, I'm on the fucking R&B Money Deluxe album. I know that's coming. I, I know I need to be on there. And I'm going to show you why. Because this weekend, I'm going crazy. Because I'm promoting the album all weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy this week. All right? R&B Money shit. I mean, you made an excellent point. Um, because what you said, I was feeling as well. Like, when I first threw the album on, it wasn't that it wasn't good to me. But I was disconnected from it because I was like, yo, this feels too slow. Right. Right. I was like, yo, you need he should have put more up tempo right. stuff. Right. I was on saying there. the same shit. And like what you said makes sense too, in the sense of like obviously it was on purpose because he tailored his album. Right. He's a R and B artist, right. And it could have been that I felt disconnected because I haven't heard this type of R and B mad long in a minute, at least from a male perspective. Right. Like I I enjoy this shit from Start the female finish. Um, artists all the time Right But I haven't heard a slow Mostly You know Low tempo R&B album From right. a male artist In a long period of time And so It took me a little bit of time To really Appreciate what I was hearing But And Tank gave us To add to what you're saying Tank gave us three Three ballads on the album too There's three ballads on the shit That That nigga's singing His life away And his you know, I, I deserve, which is like a remake of an old Tank. Yo, Tank yeah, is, yeah. yo, Tank is, he's a funny nigga, son. Is is an old, and then he has, he uh, he has a song that sounds like an old ass Brian McKnight song that I think is called See Through You or some shit like that. And I'm like, I see what you're doing, Tank. I see what you're doing, bro. So, ladies and gentlemen, please check that album out. R and B money. It ain't it ain't the type of album for you to just throw on, um. To anything, it's no. that album that you gotta sit and really. If you in the mood, yeah, that's the album. That's the one. Cause there he, ain't no other one. He got the slappers on that one. Shit had me. I was playing that shit in the car with my fucking Haitian girl. She's like, "Yo, we might have to pull over and fuck now." I was like, "Chill, it's broad daylight." Nah, that's the one. That's the one. Mm, thank, th- thank you, Tank. Thank you. Um, but Tank is not the only R and B artist that dropped. And of uh, of all the artists, these were the two biggest artists that dropped this weekend. Um, we gonna do it like this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get into Tank. This is how we gonna introduce the audience. If you're not used to Tank already, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know how y'all not how used to take though. You're the one when I'm the only one that gets his love. Let me feel when I know I am. Since you got eyes for my boyfriend, I'm the girl taking care of home. Uh-huh. You can do it. This is Tink and Money Long on the same record. Oh, wow. Remake. I can put pictures in my phone. You've been seeing me for two years strong. Shit. Everything we have is real and true. I'm sorry you got mine and yours confused. Why you want to play these silly games? I don't have time to talk all day. Making up lies, but I'm unfazed. Cause the boy is mine. Cause the boy. Uh-huh. Her voice is just so angelic. Yeah. I ain't got a lot of stuff to take you up there. Oh, I, I'm a fuck, I'm a fuck him up. Oh, I got your pee pie, nigga. I got your pee pie. Switch up. This one's called Come See Me. Oh, C-U-M, let's go. Oh, shit. Tusi, I see you. Wait, C-U-M? What the C-U-M. What the fuck text? And then she says, God, she got to come, come in too. Oh, yeah, that's the one. I want them shits with a dip, though. Come on, man. Still dreaming about you here with me. Still dreaming about you. my whole career over this shit. Come see me. Uh, three, two, one, let's get it. Started as friends, but fucking you turn to a habit. Got me obsessed in this pussy, been wet since you came in and took off your jacket. Damn. Come put it deep in my stomach. Just like some water, I'm flowing. Keep making clap from the bed till I start losing track of how long we've been going. Act like a lady, but fuck him like I want his baby. I told him I'm throwing 180. After we cuddle, it's raining like we leaving puddles. I'm riding them like I'm a savior. God damn. Soon as I finish, she eat it like I was his woman. Pulling my head from the back while I'm coming. Man, what I said when I told you I love it. See, I can't avoid it for nothing. Halfway. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. Damn, Tink, what the fuck? We're gonna end it off like this. Nah. Cause she got the OG involved. Only cause she got the OG involved. I'm listening to this shit on the way home. Let's go, Tank. I like that. Make it the bridge, right? Oh my! Let's go! Yo, what's up? That's 
ties and bow ties, nigga. She like it on the upside where the up niggas be. Fat back, buddy. Shot, get her butt bigger D. She like niggas who travel but in touch with the shit. Get her butt bigger D. To an island like Puff and Karee. Uh huh. Puff and Karee. He crazy for sleeping on you. Let that nut nigga sleep. Woo! Real nigga in the room. It's a much bigger sweep. Yes. Shorty gonna love it here cause it's fuck nigga free. She wasn't doing that before. She a much bigger freak. She got some hair. She wasn't doing that before. Clutching the sneaks. He should pay it on the shrimp to go and dust shit is weak. So Tink tell him what to say when them fuck niggas speak. It go. Yo. That's it. That's all you got. For the last few months, yes, but so we know an album is coming. He's trying to tell y'all something. Oh my, yo, this nigga fabulous will never age, dog. God damn, wow, T yo, Tank, we've been following your career for quite some time. I remember when you did that record, fucking round the base, Rick Ross and Hove, and and killed both and them killed niggas, both them niggas, and then and then and then it almost felt like, and then were, they killed your right, career, right? Then it almost felt like you were being blackballed by the industry, the same industry that you wanted to be a part of. But since you've been, and I've been following you for a long time, Tank, and I've just seen the growth and the elevation. I just want to say, baby girl, congratulations. I think officially to them, not, 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 not to me and the boy, to them, you've you arrived. have arrived. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. girl. You've arrived. Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. absolutely. Amazing. It's glad to have you back. Glad to have you here. And I, and, and I hope you finally get the recognition that you deserve because you've been grinding for a minute. I know they've been trying to turn you into Aaliyah. Aaliyah's dead. R.I.P. to the GOAT. It's your time, boo. Shine. Shine, baby. Shine, baby. Two very good albums out. Um, very fucking good. Damn. Tink. Better than I expected. Tink. I mean, it's crazy because she came out as a rapper. Yeah, and was bodying niggas. And was bodying. <laughs> and then I don't know when or why the transition happened, but she started just doing R&B. But I'm glad that she did it. Because she could do any she lane. Could, she could do both. She could do any lane. Fuck. We know that she's just that talented. So, and to, and to me, by default, I mean Tink was always beautiful. You know, I got an affinity for dark skinned women. But Tink, yo, what's up? What's up, Tink? What's up? What we doing? Yeah, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see the success. Glad to see the growth. A lot of um, interviews, man. Shout out to uh, see the thing is. I, I know they just had her on. Um, shout out to Mandy and um, what's the other young lady's name that's on that? Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. Shout out to Mandy and Bridget for doing a damn thing. You know, I, I see them. You know, really take taking care of these people in terms of. Making sure that they get their, their flowers. And we appreciate that as fellow podcasters in the game. That is a fact. Um, <clears throat> big facts. So let's jump into this conversation really quick. All right, all right, all right. You can pull this up. Um, Ratchet. It's one of my favorite Tank songs. Mine is um, from Tank. Um, Damn! Don't make me pull. I have to pull it up. Might have to pull it up. You might pull it up. Yeah, you might. You, yeah. I'm pulling up everything yeah, somebody, at one time. Yeah, somebody might be coming through to come in your mouth. Yeah. What nigga? What? I'm talking about the the song reference. The song reference. Treat me like somebody. Oh, this is my oh, favorite like fucking okay. sink tink song. Okay. Um. But what I was looking for, so we, we we all want to we all want to be treated good by somebody. Oh, and hopefully we do. I'm looking for this right here. Things these days is about. You know, dating and uh, relationships is about Shout compliments, out to million dollars designer game. shit, and food. Yeah. Why you say that? Compliments, designer shit, and food. Why? Instagram, man. That's all you see. That's all you see is like, buy me this, buy me that, fly me here, fly me there, feed me this, feed me that. Damn. 
a solid B type shit. But I mean, I feel like it, to an extent, it's probably always been that way since the beginning of the time. No, but, it's but, not. But, not, but look, but look, but now I feel like the exchange ain't the same. See, I feel like back in them days, a chick would want that shit from a nigga she actually love or care about, and then be willing to like yes. deal with the nigga and put up with all of his shit. And, and, and you feel me? And they build that together, really loving and holding the house down and shit in exchange for like the food, the the clothes, the meals, all that. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like. Don't want to eat five star and don't even want to cook for a nigga. How that work? You said. How you feel about that? Because we we had this conversation in our dad has group chat, but only I think. Yeah, because that that particular day I was busy. I couldn't even really get to. Yeah, that. I didn't get to it either. I just dropped it in there and yeah. never even joined the conversation. Um, I I don't know because I feel like we've had other conversations on the show about dating, and I don't even think like those were. I mean, I see I see what he's saying, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like that. Like dating. Like even now. Like I don't. I don't feel like that. Like I don't feel how he feels. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, I guess because he's in that. Like he's in that shit. Like nigga. You. But I understand what he's saying about the culture of dating. Okay, the culture. Okay. Because if you go online any given day of the week, that is what is promoted, and we spoke about that here on the podcast a couple times. So right. We don't have to remitigate those conversations, but um, I do feel like. At least in the dating space that I'm in, I'm running into that less. I'm running into less instances where I feel like I've went on or I entertained somebody who was in a user or was only about superficial things. Like, that hasn't been my experience as of late. So, I can understand you saying don't um really get that yeah from cause, him because i don't feel that either that's why i think that's why i don't get it yeah like, i don't yeah i don't feel it like if I, and and some of those things like those are not even things that i'm thinking about because i feel like in terms of the in terms of the the designer shit i don't even consider myself a designer nigga mm. so like i'm already disconnected from that part the other two a little bit maybe but the designer shit is is is, is what i'm really disconnected from Personally, like when it comes to dating, that's not what I'm thinking about. Well, I, I do think there are, I mean, again, I think when we talk about the culture of dating, especially online, um, there are a lot of women who do seem to subscribe to this idea of I buy myself designer shit. Um, so my man needs to buy me designer shit or my man needs to be about that lifestyle um, as well. Um, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because I always say and I'm going to continue to advocate that if you're doing it for yourself, it won't make any sense for you to downgrade, right? Like, if you like to go to five-star restaurants and that is what you've been providing to yourself while you were single, and someone comes along and they like, nah, let's do Fridays, nine times out of ten, you ain't going to want to do that. That's that's not what you fit in to do. No matter how much you like that individual, your lifestyles may not be on the same page, right? That, that, that's just the nature of the beast. That happens. But... um. If you are getting designer bags and not being able to pay your rent, and then now you want a nigga to pay your rent because you spend all your money on frivolous shit, then yeah, nah, that ain't it. But um, yeah, I do feel like, uh, again, you made another good point in terms of, I don't necessarily feel that because I haven't been entertaining those type of women as of late. Right. Like, right. like I've, I've come across that. Yeah, yeah, I've come across I've come too. across women that, you know what I mean? They want you to to buy them and treat them a certain type of way. Um, and for me, 
it seemed superficial based off of the person that that person, that individual was, and what they were asking for. They never wanted things that actually held some substance at the end of the day. It never could have been a, yo, let's just sit and talk and get to know each other. It always had to be a, a plate of food mm-hmm. that cost 100 and up in front of us, or it had to be some type of experience that looked expensive or seemed expensive. And so for me, in that instance, it's like, yeah, you want some different type of timing. But I think maybe my ability to pick partners or, again, you can't necessarily choose what is put in front of you, but you can choose what you decide to entertain. And I just haven't been entertaining that shit. Right. I think when we get to those levels, though, our mindsets may change a little different because I know one thing. I know I like designer shit, but when I get my paycheck or when I get my paychecks, that's not what I'm thinking about getting when, um, like, I, I have money. Like, when when I have my money, <laughs> I'm really thinking about food. <laughs> I'll be thinking what the fuck I'm going to eat. Mm. I'll be thinking about my fucking smoothie shake. I ain't going to like, that's that, that that's the type of shit that I be thinking about. Or when I know it's like that week or I've been planning to maybe take somebody out, then I'm thinking, all right, cool. Where we going to go? Because how I'm going to budget this shit? Um based on what they like and I'm like it's it's really in that train of thought. In terms of like what I'm gonna wear, I mean the majority of my wardrobe is suits. So like I have and I don't even I don't even have designer suits. Like I don't have like Fendi suits. Like I don't have like loot. Like I don't have those things. But like I got nice shit. You know what I mean? Like my shit is nice and, and affordable and you know what I mean we're within my ballpark of spending. <laughs> Maybe when I get to those levels of like getting, you know, those, you know, you know, designer shits or whatever, it might change. But then again, I don't, I don't really see that because even now, like, I'm not really, not really a designer nigga. Like, I just like what I like. If I like it, I like it. It could be our brand. It could be some shit that nobody will never wear. I'm, I'm aware. I mean, shout out to Wheezy. Um, I heard her have a conversation recently, and she was like, when she didn't have it, she didn't feel like she would need it either, and she didn't want it. Like oh. she said. When she didn't have it, it was like, why am I? Why would I ever spend that much money getting designer shit? I would never want to do it. And then she was like, when she got the money, and it started rolling in, she started understanding why people start wanted the designer shit, and she started wanting the designer shit. So again, to your point, that could happen. Yeah, like as, when you start to realize that you have a, a a better array of money to be able to spend on different things in a different capacity, you might start to say, oh, that experience was quote-unquote out of my reach, but now it ain't. Yeah, because now I want to do it. Once you start to get that type of money, you're not going to care about what you didn't have. You're just going to get the shit that you always wanted. And even the shit that you don't want, because you have the money to get it, you're just going to get it. And that getting that shit is by default. And then you can actually say to yourself if you want it or not. Exactly. Oh, so the, I ain't really want this shit. Right. So the money now enables you to actually make a better choice versus a choice you couldn't make in the first place because you never had the money to begin with. It may not be a better choice, but it allows you to have the choice. Well, no, like the better choice in terms of like, damn, before I didn't have the bread. But mm, now, because I know I really do like these brands the better choice might be to get this Louis mm. Vuitton watch versus instead of this, getting a fake Louis instead Vuitton. Instead of getting a Louis Vuitton. Right. Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I be saying, yeah, I'm like, yo, yeah. these niggas is charging two, three hundred right. for the fake shit. Right. So how much the real shit cost? So why are you buying that instead of just saving up a little bit and getting the real <laughs> shit? You'll be better off. 
You'll be better off before your your yo, Gucci turn into Uchi. Yo, our yo, the way that we think about designer brands when we don't have it just to fit that societal merit of getting the recognition from people we don't know is sickening, dog. Our egos really tell a wild story about ourselves. Snake the pot. You had some THC before you got hit? Nah, it's just <laughs> man, it's pot in the day. The space, the space that I'm in is, I mean. You know the space I'm in. I'm in a very happy space. I mean, I agree with you a, a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're starting to lean way too much as a culture, as a society, lean way too much on symbolism. Oh, and yeah. niggas will spend a thousand dollars to have a Gucci shirt just to go out in the club for one night, right? And hopefully look. Like somebody nigga, right. to a bunch of chicks that nobody know you though, and nobody care. Nobody give a fuck. Some of them do care, but guess yeah. what? The ones that care are the ones that you can't sustain because you bought that thousand dollar shirt and it hurts your pockets. You can't pay rent now, or you're gonna be eating bread and crackers for the next two weeks until the next check come in. These chicks are looking at that, and if you trying to portray that type of nigga for a long standing period of time. As sooner or later, you're going to get exposed. And that's the reality of that situation. And you know what? If you don't believe me, we got a nigga who said it a, a little bit better than, than I did just now. He going he gonna to re-elaborate on what it is. He's going to expand on the situation because it must be addressed and it must be dealt with. Yeah, we're going to get further into this conversation because, you know, the OGs, some of y'all be so quick to write them off. But the OGs be saying something. Let me see. Oh, this shit ain't even even in this folder. Damn, I gotta find. I gotta go to the next folder. That's crazy. You see, shout out, sh- sh- shout out to all the OGs worldwide though that really be out here teaching and not just an OG just to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm from the old school or just the way we. Nah, shout out to the OGs that's still teaching those master classes, both online and offline. We appreciate you. Niggas was giving us a million dollars worth of game before we even had a podcast called Million Dollars Worth of Game. That's a fact. And shout out to my OGs, too. My my OGs know who they are. Shout out to my man, uh, Ricky Owens. You know what I mean? Shout out to my man, Dash. Have you spoken to Ricky lately? I've definitely spoken to Ricky, uh, Ricky lately, and that is a conversation offline. Say less. Here we go. Yeah. A woman is going to be happy with you chasing her ass all the time. Like Shout all the time. Yeah. I'm not talking about in the beginning when you guys are coming together. I'm talking about if you live your life chasing a woman and showing up at her doorstep and having flowers and shit and violins and, you know, all that shit, you're killing yourself. Yeah. The relationship is not going to last. The reality is you, when you buy your way in and you become a provider and you just become like a like you represent provision, that's not the same as being sexually stimulated. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like out. representing provision and just being a guy, yo, I'm going to buy you a bunch of shit. Yo, that, that's yeah. weak. I ain't See, never a guy, buying, a guy that never a guy, nobody guys shit that again. use money, guys that use money, <laughs> never do guys that, that use again. money to to sustain their relationships and use money to get their way in. That's yeah, that was weak. Me. That's weakness. Yeah. It's weak I mean, because up. you don't believe in you enough. Yeah. You you trying no to use way. money. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. You got to be you. That. The money the money is an exclamation mark. Yeah. The money makes you more of whatever you already are. Yeah. But you got to bring something to the table. Look, ladies, we've we've only been saying this for the last. Oh yeah, five years. But on Beyonce's internet, yeah, you can't even say what LL Cool J said without being called broke. 
If you don't oh, got yeah, LL facts. Cool J money yeah, yeah. and you say that, if somehow was, you're broke. If it was another nigga that said this, they'd be like, this nigga's broke. But, oh, for certain. But it's but it's LL Cool J. It's Dr. LL Cool J. It's Dr. James. Yeah. It's LL Cool J who will be hosting the VMAs. It's LL Cool J who fucking gave y'all niggas, can we get a head? It's LL Cool J that been... It's LL Cool J that been giving y'all a million dollars worth of game for the last 20 fucking years. It's LL Cool J that used to run fucking Def Jam at one point at the CEO. It's LL Cool J who gave you, who gave you, I need love. It's LL Cool J who gave you, I'm going to knock you out. Mama said, it's LL Cool J we talking about. Yeah, like, like we're not Stop doing that. Stop fucking around. We're not doing that. <laughs> but that's literally, it, it's not about not wanting to spend on... What he said though, hold up. What he said though was kind of wild though. Like when you think about it, like niggas be doing all this shit, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? If you hearing an OG tell you buying flowers, what are you do? What are you doing? Like, but, what are you doing? but yeah, I think that deser- deserves a little bit of elaboration because I could see somebody being like, why is he advocating not to go ham for someone that you like? Right, and it's not that. No, what he's saying is there are certain men. That think that by, and I had a conversation earlier with Naomi, so shout out to her again. Okay. That by love bombing. Oh, yeah. In that particular type of, because when I think about love bombing, I always think about it in terms of you lost the love and then you're trying to get back by buying your way back in. But what she was saying that illuminated some things for me is there's also love bombing in the sense of, no, you and that person are together, but you still are trying to. Validate yourself because you think that money will do that for you. So instead of you coming to the table with your actual vulnerabilities, your actual emotions, who you actually are as an individual, you're trying to do that. You're trying to validate yourself with money, with funds, with coming to the table with flowers every two seconds, coming to the table and distracting that individual with money and trips and vacations. Because if you we're in that room, butt ass naked, standing alone. You don't think that you're enough. Yeah. So that's really what I got from that is is LL Cool J is, is kind of letting y'all know, ladies, the nigga that is just being way too flashy oftentimes don't got nothing behind that flash. I mean, to be honest now, too, like when I think about who I want to be with or who I'm around, like I said something the other day and I'm just like, it's the truth, like, Less is more, like for real, for real. Like less is more. Like the the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing, like yo, like niggas do be doing too much. Like I have done, like like way too much. Like I've I've done too much to people that I've only known for like two months, and like I've I've done so much. I've spent so much money, so much energy, so much time confessing or professing how I feel, and it's like. I've done all these things only in the end for us to not talk three months later. Mm. And like that shit really gets me like annoyed at myself. I can't even be mm. mad at them. Like I look at how I've gone leaps and, and mounds to show this person that I care for them, that I want to be with them. And then like one little thing happens and these are the same people that you're talking to. And they're like, we want forever. We want to work things out. And then when it gets to that point where it's time to work it out, they don't want to work it out. And it's like one little thing throws it all off. You feel a certain way about it. And they're not looking at it like, damn, like, I just really blew this thing out of proportion. And then you get hit with, like, a text, like, months later or, like, weeks later. And it's like, oh, I think I, think I like, you know, like, thought about this too deep. Or I think I probably went overboard. And it's like, it doesn't even make sense to go backwards. It actually makes sense to just move the fuck forward 
take these lessons. But how much lessons we gonna fucking take though? Acts like how much more times we got to keep doing this shit over and over and over until? Because don't it feel like it's a simulation? Like you waking up and it's like every fucking five, six, seven, eight, nine months. It's like maybe two, three people out of those months you talking to. And then you doing these things for them and they're not going out and then you spending money and then it crashes and burns. And then it's a few months after that. And then it's on to the next one because that that is sick. Like, but, that's a sickness. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because I was actually thinking about that earlier today. And for me. Honestly, bro, I feel like I learned something new about myself through every single situation, even if the situation is familiar. Oh, wow. Oh, so like even shit. if I've been in. A similar cycle, cycle with an individual. Yeah. I learned something new about me. I come out of it learning a new perspective or a new like. I pay attention maybe to yo. Wait, how does this make me feel? Right. Oh shit! Like this is different from that. Even though it's all connected, or maybe I've been here before, and I'm not mad at it because. I feel like every time I elevate to a new level, like you said that during this weekend, all the Swab's guests were tens. Oh, bro. I honestly, tens and better. I honestly felt like, if I'm keeping it 100, almost felt like I should have dressed better. Mm. I, I felt underdressed. And I felt like I was okay. Because people were complimenting me on my, on yeah, my outfit. outfit was good. But was good. I felt like I was underdressed because... You know what it was, to be honest, before you continue? It was when those big bowling niggas came in. Like, my the the I, the energy didn't shift, but my energy shifted a little bit in the room. Like, I felt like the room flipped upside down a little bit. And then Suave got on the fucking mic. And he's like, yo, shout out. There's a lot of rich niggas in the building. And I was like, and I was like behind a few of the niggas in gold chains, big brolic ass niggas, tall. I was just like, well, let me go back to my table. That's honestly how I felt. I mean, the transparency is real. That's how I felt. But I don't know. We them niggas, bro. So (laughs) no, no, no. Our table was lit. You know the time we had. We was getting beyond that. We we, were getting invited to tables. Like we them niggas, bro. So that whole night, a lot of shit was happening. I was dancing with so much. The rich. I mean, the rich niggas came with they they group of they 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 batch. Yeah, a shorties. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, But the rich niggas, they look different from us. We just had a smaller table. They just, (laughs) they had the quote unquote rich niggas. The rich niggas, they they just had a big table. That shit sounded crazy. (laughs) They just had a big table. That's it. Like, but when it came to the energy. Oh, yeah. Energy. It was our table. We had the energy. It was a table across from us in the corner. It was a table in the corner. Dr- and they, and Drina's they, table was fire. And I was about to say, Drina and, and Shari yeah. and, and Bianca, shout out to them. They're looking fucking delicious that night. Each one of y'all killing. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was like a s- certain tables and certain people that had that shit turned. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, and facts. And... The rich niggas, quote unquote, they were just popping mad bottles. That's why we call them. It the was rich so much bottles being yeah, delivered was, to that table. They was table. popping mad bottles. They, they spent at least two thousand on bottles. Bro, I was like, yo, it's mad, but it was like four, four batches of. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it was. They spent. They spent uh, about Jeez. about two G's on bottles, and that was probably light for niggas. Light. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, if 
I mean, that's a night I would like to have where all of us come together. Yeah, yeah I would like to and have that. It's too. like 10 of us so, yeah. to 15 of us at the table. And we just. And we all just ordering shit. Right. Because it makes it a little bit more manageable, right? Like, if you, if you decide to come out like that. And I'm sure the women didn't add anything to yeah, I'm sure to the to the tab, but yeah. you got a couple of niggas that ain't will that that are willing to spend some shit. You gotta have a good night. You gotta have a fun night. But that's the thing, though, right? So I feel like some women need to hear this. Uh oh, there are niggas just because they are quote unquote broke to you now. That doesn't mean that if this nigga become a rich rich nigga. He ain't going to want to spend the same money his broke mentality wanted to spend when he was broke. Mm-hmm. Like, I need y'all to understand that concept. I'm going to break it down because some of y'all don't get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. There's a guy that you're talking to right now. He's young. He's handsome. He has a lot of potential. He's probably in school. Probably got two jobs. He's working. He's not making a lot of money. So he's probably, to you, he's probably broke. And the reality is you're probably broker than he is because you're not the one... You're not the one that would be willing to spend the money to invest the time to get to know this person just as much as they want to be willing to invest the time in you. So the pressure is on him by default. So what's going to happen is the way that he's going to look at his money when he's rich, you would never look at that money if you were him being broke because the, 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 the concept is going to be off because his concept is going to be, all right, cool, I get this money now. Now I'm going to be able to you be able to provide for it a position that could potentially elevate what we're trying to do versus you. If you was him, you wouldn't be thinking like that. If you got that rich money, it wouldn't be for y'all to, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do this. going to do that. No, you're going to get that money and still feel like niggas got to spend money on you versus him. He's still going to be thinking about making sure he could provide for you and obviously provide for himself. I just, I just feel like there's a big disconnect when broke niggas get money versus when broke girls get money. There's a huge disconnect. Mm. I mean, I think by nature of of the beast of dating, unfortunately, that exists. I don't know where this coming from in me though. But shout out to you, God. I don't know what you're doing tonight. Like, the pressure is is often on the man, yeah. and so that mindset out, out the gate, that mindset never changes. Yeah. So even as you get more money, yeah. You're thinking about getting to a place where you can comfortably get the things you want for yourself and, and somebody else. That's, and that's and I think that's how a lot of us are programmed. I, I want to say that's how you and I are programmed. I don't have a I don't have a problem spending money on girls. But I'd be broke. No, like in, inherently, <laughs> I'd be broke. Inherently, I I would never have an issue with that. I actually, well, you know how. You yeah, know yeah, how yeah, I move. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you be you, doing you be doing too much though. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Listen, way too much. Hey, don't that's, even, that's relative. Don't even talk to these girls. Mm, that's relative. You okay. know what I mean, right. but um, but yeah, in in terms of that, like the 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 mindset is always all right. When I think about what quote unquote a rich nigga is, right? It ain't six figures no, no more. Nah, nah. I'm thinking about it like, yo, can I get the items that I want to get? And, at, like, and and do it in a way where I'm not thinking about it and do that for my girl. Right. If yeah. I go into the Louis store. Right. And I want to buy myself a nice little set. Right. I want to drop five G's on it. I was it. just about to say five G's. Yeah. Can I then drop five G's on her and not feel no type of way? In the same breath. In the same breath. Like I get the five G's items and then she gets her five G items and now it's 10 G's. Right. And I'm okay after. 
And I'm okay after. after. I'm not sitting there like, damn. God damn. I got to wait for another three months. Before I make, I re-up. I'm fucked up now. Because that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. My card is at its limit. And I'm not making that back. Right, I'm not. I gotta wait. I gotta wait till next quarter. That yeah, crazy. I didn't fuck up my quarter in terms of the plans that I had. Right, maybe that was podcast money. Right, and now I didn't push the podcast plans back, trying to look like somebody. So a lot of like, niggas do it. Yeah, a lot of niggas do do it, and I'm okay. not trying to be one of those. I definitely niggas. don't want to be that guy, and that's nah. not a rich nigga to me either. Rich yeah. nigga to me is what we talking about. Like, yo, can I do what I did for me once? Can I do that for you? Could I do that twice now and be right. okay? And, and be then, okay. And then be like, if somebody in the family is like, yo, there's an emergency. Emergency. I need 3000 I'm not going to be like, damn, I got to go in my savings. No, I'm still going to be able to go in that check-ins. Yeah. His actually seven because you might need more to cover. Damn. Now, maybe I can't, because of that, maybe because I just dropped 13 I can't do, you know, the vacation that I had planned. Right. I got to push that back a month. But I'm still good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is a comfortable place right. to be in. When I think of rich niggas, I think of Kevin Hart, man. Kevin Hart, there was a, oh, yeah. there was a, morning, there, there was a point in time in um, his series, and his dad came to the house, and his dad asked him for $7,000. And Kevin Hart's words said, and I quote, I don't think that's enough, dad, so I'm going to just give you $20,000. Mm. I was like, yo, that, that's a rich nigga. <laughs> that, that, the, the way he said it, it was like, wasn't say it wasn't didn't say it in a cocky way. He was like, I don't think that's enough. So I'm gonna just give you 20. He's like, is 20 good? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. His dad, his dad only asked him for seven. Kevin gave his dad 13 more. So I'm that's a rich nigga, because that was that's nothing to him. But back to circling to your your original point, yeah. I think that it, it's so profound and prolific to me because when you think about the pressure being on men pressure. and the, the pressure not being like the the idea of it elevating as you start to get a concept of money, I don't think that translates. Like, the concept of money to men and women are, I think, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey. when I think about spending, like, money on something that is luxury in my eyes, it becomes less of a priority. I have a thousand other things that I'm going to prioritize before I get a $1,500 item. Just a one-shot $1,500 item. I have other things that I can get before I get that. And some of them might cost the same thing, but they do something different for my life. Like, I can never get wrap my head around the concept of getting a $2,000 bag, a $20,000 bag, a $10,000 bag. $20,000 bag sounds crazy. It all sounds crazy to me. <laughs> that sounds crazy. The most expensive luxury, quote-unquote, thing that I feel like I can get as a man is a $500 PlayStation. You know, of course, there's luxury. I can get the Louis t-shirts and right. the Louis yeah, bags that, and all of that's that. That's probably going to cost just as uh, around the same, if not more. It's gonna yeah. Be, it's gonna be, but it's going to be the same ballpark. Right. But the functionality of a fucking PlayStation it's, is way more than a, a, a bag. Right. A, play uh, a bag has less functionality than a PlayStation. A PlayStation has more functionality than a bag. So even if you get a fucking Oculus at this point in time, right. You can, yeah, yeah, and you can do more with the Oculus than you can with the PlayStation. So, more, I just more, more with the bag overall. I think that when men think about money, we think about it in terms of functionality. Mm. How do we make it work mm, yeah. for us, and how do we make it work in general? How do we make it get items 
that are going to help our life function more. And I think that at times, and I'm not saying this is a male versus female thing. This is how society grooms us. I think women oftentimes are taught and led down the path of money leads to luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Money leads to softness. Yeah. Money leads to spas. There, there, There we go. It leads to an easy life. This motherfucker going crazy. The soft life. Oh, yo. And I've been seeing a lot of girls post that. Yeah. The so I'm like, oh, y'all for real? It's the secret coding now for I want to be taken care right, of. Right, I want to be taken And it's like. <laughs> and I'm being facetious. I know somebody going to come in. No, that's not what it is. I know. Some, so some of it is, though. Some For some people, and it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I have a crazy fantasy. I I, I pray I never get there because then it's just going to be like, damn, I'm just fucking around not fulfilling my real purpose. But I have a fantasy that I'm not married by a certain age between I'm 32 now. If I'm not married between 32 and 40, I don't mind being somebody's sugar daddy. And I'm probably going to pamper you in a way that if I had a wife, nobody would believe that that's my wife. They would think that that's my fucking daughter. So... I pray that that doesn't happen because I know in my head, right? In my head, I'm a millionaire. I, I, every day I wake up, I'm a millionaire in my head. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't tell me I'm not a millionaire. I know in real life, I really, I'm saying like, yo, I'm broke. I'm, I be saying that, but really? In my head? Nigga, I'm wealthy, bro. Like, mm. I'm really wealthy. Like, I have wealthy thoughts. I eat wealthy food. I talk to wealthy women. Um, I have wealthy prayers. Um, I have wealthy baths. I have wealthy workout sessions. And I read wealthy books. I train my mind to be wealthy. Like for As real. you should. Like for real, for real. So when I be thinking about the life that I want, like the lifestyle, the way that I want to take care of the women in particular in my life, first one being my mom, you would not believe that's my mom. Because I'm going to be spoiling her mm. like she's my girl. <laughs> okay? So as we continue to proceed to give you what you need, <laughs> that has some bow ties going to make it happen for the women in our life. Stay tuned. All right, that's a fact. I mean, I would say, and you know what? <clears throat> I really need the, the women in our audience to tell me if I'm right or wrong. But mm. I would say that our women listeners think that we take care of them well. Really? A lot of them, I think, would say that. Oh, shit. Okay. I think we cater a lot of time to them. I think we, when they come out to the live shows, we show them support and love. I think that at times, I mean, I wouldn't call it neglect, but we just, we know what it is with the male audience. So I feel like, again, and ladies, if you want more from us, let us know. I mean. Let us know what you want, and, and we, we'll provide that for sure. I mean. You know what? It actually got me thinking about some shit now. Yeah, we might have to do a poll. We might have to do a survey. We might have to do something. So, ladies, if we provide that type of service for y'all, I'm not going to say the person's name, but somebody that X and I both know, you know, they do listen to the show. They said XAB was like, he never knew how you sounded. And there's a lot of people that they know how we sound, but we don't know how y'all sound. 
I'm just waiting for them to, you know what I mean, drop a voice note in the DM. Yeah, like. I don't know how you, many times I got to tell y'all it's, right. it's Creator X. You guys, you guys, you guys are so connected to us, to our voices. That y'all really thinking. And it's crazy because some of y'all do know us. Like y'all don't know us personally, but y'all know us digitally. Y'all know us like audioly, like on an audio level. Like you guys know us on a on a visual level. Yeah, I want to get to know y'all more. Like I like like the we need a we need a fan meet and greet. That's what we need. We do. We do. <laughs> we I just photos. <laughs> I want to know that the the I want to know how big the desire is. Now, granted, the last show we did, we we packed out the the house. We just haven't done one since COVID, but it's coming. We're gonna make that announcement at the end of this episode. What's what's coming next? Oh, we about shit. to let y'all know exactly what's oh, happening. Shit. Um, what is this? One one seventy four, right? Yeah, it's put, yeah. We put the timeline back just a little, but yeah. it, it works out perfect, even better. So we're gonna get to that in a second. But um, yeah, I, I I think our audience needs to let us know what they want. Do you want to see us more in person, right? Like y'all got the digital presence. Some of the people that we know, they they they, they do want to see us in person. You want us to do a mixer? Like you that. want us to do a? I mean, I got a, a series in mind of stuff that. You do you want the Patreon a little bit earlier than what we planning? No, we've been talking about it, and there is a plan for it to drop. About to talk about that in a minute, but do y'all want that? Like, let us know because you know the Patreon is gonna get more intimate. It's We're gonna, gonna tell personal stories real and crazy, not just man. talk about, not connect our stories to what's going on in the week. But it's gonna be real personal stories. Like who this, broke X's heart? Right, like this show right here. Is mainly agenda based. There's things that we talk about. Obviously, we have segments. The Patreon, you're getting a, unscripted. Yeah, Patreon is uh, you're getting a deeper level of the boys, like beyond the artistry, like what yeah. actually makes up who it'll, we are. It'll be an overarching question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or activity. Yeah, I have us taking like a personality test on air, and then yeah. us talking about, it and then taking it for each other, like taking it as if I'm distinguished, or taking it as if. Distinguishes XAB mm. and then comparing it and talking about it. Yeah. You know, talking about some of the times, some of the wild shit we didn't did, some of the wild <laughs> moments we didn't had. Um, so that's where we're going more so with the Patreon. It might be one thing from the, the week, but we just sticking on that one topic. Right. Um, but yeah, that's more so what's happening with the Patreon. So let us know. Y'all want that to drop a little bit sooner. Um, but yeah, we need more feedback from y'all. You know what I mean? Like obviously the numbers are telling us that y'all enjoy. Y'all enjoying us a lot more on social media lately. Than you um, are audially, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that tells me that y'all might be hungering for a more in-person presence. So let us know. Let us, let, us, let us know. What I want y'all to know, though, is that we don't want these BBLs. Yo. <laughs> it's got, it's, and that is also an era, like hip-hop, that is coming to an end. Oh, for sure. It yeah, it should have yeah. never got to where it got yeah, to. Yeah, it got to. Yeah. It's in, it's in another place where it's like, damn, it's it's beyond health staggering. It's like you should you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't. And I'm you not. Shouldn't. Listen, I'm not body shaming. If that's what you want to do with your life and your money, it's not dude, even it's not even your body. It's something becoming a part of your body. Do do whatever the fuck you want to do. Fat transfers, whatever you want to do. I'm not here Wait, to tell you. That goes crazy. Fat transfers? That's where they are. That, <laughs> they taking fat from one place and putting it in another. Like, that's a fat transfer, dog. What you, what you want me to call it? Um, but if that's what you want to do with your life, yo, do yo. it. Yo! 
But what I what I will say, what I do want to make a comment on oh, is shit. if y'all think that men like this shit, who? If y'all think that men want this shit to the point where we all know the clip that's circulating, Shorty's a, a rapper or whatever the I fuck. I don't even she's, want liposuction titties. Like, she must be a rapper. I don't know what she does. They, but she was on stage. They and, said her ass was natural? Nah, that's clearly a BBL, bro. That shit looked hey, Humans don't get shaped like that. <laughs> Her shape looked crazy. But that shit, it ain't it. That I, If I was, yo, I saw it and I was like, this is not off, attractive. Right. Yeah, it was turned off. This is not attractive. So, ladies, I just want y'all to know the more and more y'all do. First of all, y'all killing the look. So, if it, anything that's mainstream is going to get oversaturated, people not going to want to fuck with it no more. That's a fact. I want y'all to know that. The second thing is if you're doing it because you think you're going to get a rich nigga, and he's going to spoil you for the rest of your life. Sadly, no. Yeah, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah, no. He's going to fuck and keep it pushing and find the next BBL. Because um, rich niggas are looking for designer women. And what the fuck does that mean? They want the bad chick that has the name attached. It's unfortunate, but a lot of these niggas look at women like possessions. And if you ever questioned why the rappers and the actors... And the 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 ball players all go after the same women is because the women are like the designer bags for some of these niggas. Correct. Having the Ruby Rose on your arm, having the Lori Harvey on your arm is a status symbol for these niggas. That's how they get they status. You get your Chanel, right? Like you get your your Louis V. You get your Prada for these niggas. It's the hottest chick in the game being able to say that that's my chick. That's how they feel like they get some type of status. Um, so if you ain't one of them, then they're they going to do you like Neo. Try and keep an image of a wife Jeez. and then move the big booty chick close, <laughs> which is crazy. Which Yo, that story is really crazy. So. Yo, Neo's, Neo's life is wild, boy. God damn. And he that- got three, quote unquote, they, they calling them big booty chicks. <laughs> that that he was he was circulating through uh while dealing with his wife that and then he moved one close to some shit. <laughs> he and that's that's one of the reasons why she was like, Yo, I, I can't do this no more. Yo, I can't do I can't do this this nigga Neo boy. I can't do it with you, dog. Well, we're about to wrap up. So oh, uh this was a fun ass episode. Ca- Capital Records signed the first digital yeah, yeah, record. Yeah, I saw that and I was like Oh, this is where hip hop is going. Uh, okay. Yeah, death. Right. It's dead. Right. I was like, all right, cool. But I don't even know what it means, bro. I'm, to be honest, I don't know what it, it means. This is the metaverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're ahead of the game. We already said this is where we're all going at something. We're this all is they're ahead of the yeah. game. They're going to be it's concerts. Start with music first. Yeah. Yeah, start they're going to be concerts in the metaverse that people what, are going to pay for. What better way than to build the artist now? Right. When it ain't like niggas is probably like what the fuck, right? But there's a master plan. We will have perfected this shit by the time everybody's in the metaverse. Oh yeah, once everybody's in the metaverse, once everybody has a schedule, it's about to get crazy. <laughs> once everybody has a schedule on how you're supposed to operate in Earth, like in this realm right here, once that schedule has been classified as we understand that there's going to be a segment dedicated specifically 
at certain times for the metaverse. Things that would have been happening in like Earth time is going to be happening on metaverse time, which means whatever is happening on Earth time, metaverse is going to occupy that. And if you step out of that jurisdiction, it's going to be fines and penalties. It looks like they want both of these worlds to kind of coincide. But what it's really looking like, there's one verse that's going to be taking more presidents than the other. First, they started buying a lot of land in the metaverse. Fucking buying digital property. <laughs> then they start building digital property. A few weeks ago, we told you guys that they fucking made a netiverse for the Nets team. Snoop Dogg has several properties inside of the metaverse. Bill Gates. Like, we're going into a place that when you enter this digital space, there will be things that happen digitally that you could digitally get in trouble for. So get ready, guys. They're starting with music, letting you know, all right, cool. Let's hit them with the music. Let's hit them with the fashion. Let's hit them with the art. And then it's going to get real. It's going to get real spooky. I'm personally not ready for it, but I'm going to have to get ready for it. And so will you. And we could build a Drake Uh, from now. I was just thinking like, yo, they can just start building artists and then other people like every day will start building their own artists and everybody's going to literally be living legit in the fucking matter because it's going to be it's going to mean more than the real world shit. And they have models now that are not real and they posting on social media. I saw them and I thought they were real, bro. I swear to God. This is where we going, bro. I said, what the fuck? You got me in my feelings for somebody that's not even a real... I will never be able to meet this person in real life. Y'all got me fucked up. So, yeah, we got to get out of here because got got another spot to hit up real quick. But politics really quick. Ron DeSantis has an anti... "Quote unquote woke bill." Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the fuck that is. Yeah, me neither. I was I was reading up on it. And I was like, "What? What does this mean?" Yeah, this nigga's trash. He's he's trying to be like, Trump Junior. Right. I was like, "This is this makes no sense." Unfortunately, I I do see him running for president. Oh shit! Damn. Well, and I do I do see him getting a substantial amount of votes um, from the not, Republican Party. It's not good. Um, we have a primary that is going to be happening today. Oh yeah, state senate. Yeah, go out and vote. Yeah. Your district is on the line. That's it. All of the different districts in the city. See, they don't promote this shit enough. Bro, I didn't even know this shit was happening until today. So if, you know what I mean, you're listening to this on the 23rd, the Tuesday, and you live in New York, now's your chance to make a difference. This is the level where the shit that affects you locally is on the line. That's where it starts, right here. It's not when the fucking election happens in two years, right? With the governor, the mayor, right. the, all of that, it matters too. But if you want to talk about local changes, you want to make on the sure. Floor. Right. You want to figure out how to get more street sweeping. Uh-huh. How to get, why does fucking Fulton Street look dirty all the time? Yeah. How do we fix that? Right. Is that what you're looking for? 
This is the time for that. And, and starting and guys start to really like get involved with your um with your with your uh with your city bids. Now I mean start to really like know who's running for what office, you know, start to maybe get up on who's doing things in the community already so you can be behind the eight ball. A lot of those faith-based organizations, a lot of those CBOs, they they are already connected to those people that are running and or people that have ran and won and have positions because those people are getting funding from those um, elected officials to run their non-for-profits. Fauci is stepping down. I, I saw that and I said, well, won't you look at the time? COVID testing is now being taken away from a lot of different places. And now Fauci's like, well, my job's done. I'm I out. mean, he's been talking about uh, stepping away from this position for a minute. Okay. Um, it's been a couple of months, but he's going he's gonna to be out of here. So. Why, do, why do you think now he's officially stepping down? The nigga's old. He's been doing this shit since 1990. He's been definitely doing this shit since 1990. Since AIDS. So I think yeah. that this was the most taxing oh, of time for him to have done it. Of course. Right? Like with AIDS and everything, he wasn't getting the same scrutiny that he got now. And AIDS was crazy. You know, <laughs> now a lot of it, a lot of the scrutiny that he got got personal. There's people who think that he's, you know, he profited off of this. So, there's just so many allegations and conspiracies. I I can't go into it's which right or wrong. Yeah. Um. So I, but I do know that if I was him, I'd probably be like, I'm done with this shit too. I'm out of here. Uh, yeah. Put some other young nigga in this space. Let them deal with this shit. Right. Um. And I did what I feel like I needed to, um, to lead us out of it or to lead us to a space where the U.S. is trying to at least act like COVID yeah, don't exist. No, no. The only question I would ask that nigga is, do you feel like in all of this that happened with COVID, do you feel like something actually did fall short in your administration? I'm sure. I, 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 he would have to. Um, I definitely think towards the end of this, they dropped the ball. Oh, yeah. You could tell. It was almost like, all right, we over this shit. There was no, to me, there's not much science that you could possibly tell me that changed within a matter of a month where you no longer have to quarantine for five days. It's just, you know, if you got COVID, you could go to school. I was definitely, like, listening to certain people, and they was like, yeah, there's jobs that's telling you if you don't have some of the symptoms, like, on a heavy situation, come to work type shit. Even if you have COVID, if you're not experiencing I was like, so if you got COVID and you're not experiencing symptoms, does that mean I don't have COVID if you're telling me to come to work? Because how are you telling me to come to work? Bro, do I even have to disclose that I have COVID right. now? I mean... Probably because it not. don't matter. Yeah, it, it don't matter, right? I'm still coming to work. I'm right. still coming to work. So do I even have to oh. disclose that information? Yeah, that's tough. There's a housing crisis that is about to pop up, if y'all don't know. Letting y'all know that now. <laughs> We're letting you know now. Um, the prices of housing has gone up. However, within the last couple of months, the selling of houses has cooled down. And the reason why is because things are just way too expensive. Interest rates are been bananas. Knowing is buying right now, which is going to lead to a crash. I don't know how deep the crash is going to be, but the housing little, I don't know, heating up that was going on. Right. Rent being ridiculous now. All of that. Either one or two things has to do, has to happen. We're either going to get this crash or somehow, some way, wages are going to have to match inflation. That's not going to happen, I don't think, anytime soon. Um, and also, China is also experiencing an economic crash. 
They're saying it's something similar to what we experienced in 2008. Mm. Um, so we will see how that goes. You know what happens when economies crash and tensions are high. Niggas start talking war. Um, but let's get out of here, broski. What's the tough knot? Tough knot. Um, listen, man, you really got to be careful when you talk to strangers. Because that might not be a stranger. Mm. That might be your past coming back to let you know. I know what you did last summer. Damn. Um, what would dad say? Dad would say, date people like you would date yourself. Don't let that go over your head. Another episode of Dad had some bow ties.